The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Great to have you with us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Uh, Percy, we kind of turn you loose to roam the country, and you meet such interesting people who are impacted by cancer. You're going to bring one of those people to us today. Now, I, as I often tell people and have for so many years, I have the greatest job in the world, I think Wayne. you do. I really do, and I get to meet and talk with God's people of different backgrounds, ethnicities, social economic orientations, and we're going to really hear from a very unique uh, expression of who God is in Pastor Hector Nunez, and he's going to share his story with us today. We'll hear from him in a moment, but every time you bring a guest to us who's going through a very deep water experience on a cancer journey, or they're walking beside someone who's on that cancer journey, it never fails to inspire us. And we learn from their experience. Absolutely. The word inspire means to breathe in, to breathe upon. The word of God is the inspired word of God. And that word has been breathed upon. And when it gets into us, it's breathing into us. And that's exactly what our programs are intending to do. And that's exactly what you're going to receive on today. You're going to get breathed upon by God's presence today. All right. Even as we start now, let me mention a free resource that you can go get right now from our website. It's called Cancer Ministry Scriptures. Percy, you've put together a whole list of scriptures that really enable us to to get God's perspective on this. Absolutely. All topically outlined, as you've stated, that basically speaks to several different dynamics and dimensions that are supported by the Word of God. If if God's Word is not supporting it, we should not be digesting it or believing it. And so we really took our time to put together scriptures topically that will give us the inspiration of God's Word that will help people walk through the path and journey of cancer. It's a fantastic resource available to you right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, just before we meet today's guest, and you're going to want to buckle up for this one, (laughs) if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. America, or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE, H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You have the scriptures open. You want to read a passage, and then we'll meet our guests. Yes, sir. Our spiritual nugget for today, one of, I believe, the granddaddy scriptures of all scriptures uh, for any and all believers found in Hebrews 11, verse number one, very familiar passage. Now faith is, not that faith will be, not that faith has been. It says, now faith is confident in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Today, we are going to hear from a man of faith about how he utilized his faith to walk 
by faith. All right, you grew up on the south side of Chicago. I did. So we sent you home to do this interview. You set set did. the scene for us. Absolutely. We are going to talk to a pastor who's from Humble Park area on the south side of Chicago, the, the southwest side of Chicago. And it took me back to my, my <laughs> days of old when I kind of ventured into that part of town and how heartwarming it was uh, to just hear from someone uh, from the city who talked about how God was with him and upon him in his most dire hour. All right, recorded just recently. Here's our host, Percy McRae. Well, with me now is Pastor Hector Nunez, a squamous cell cancer patient who treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Chicago. He was originally diagnosed with his cancer September 2015, but now he only receives assessments every four months. Uh, He's not receiving any treatment. And uh, what I'm really honored to say is that this is a man of God, a man of faith, uh, a singer, and just prolific in all that he is. And today I'm excited to have you with me. Pastor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I uh, I just, first of all, I want to give all praise and honor to God. Absolutely. Without some divine intervention in my life, I wouldn't be here. Well, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into all of that. Mm-hmm. Let's first talk about the fact that, as stated in the intro, you are no longer doing active treatment. You've been cancer-free how long now? Going on three years. At okay, the end of this praise year. the Lord. So you are post-treatment. So you have gone through the process of being a treated cancer patient. Without going into any great detail, what type of clinical treatment did you receive? I uh, received uh, radiation. Okay. Chemotherapy. Okay. I also went through a 13-hour surgery. Okay, so you did all you did the big three then. You yes, did, I did them all. Okay, so you've been through that entire clinical process. Uh, as stated in the intro, if anyone missed it, you're a pastor. You're a man of faith. Yes, I am. And, and, and you declared you know, the lordship of God and Jesus right off the bat. You've been a performer for many years. Let's talk about uh, your years of singing and performing. You have, you have a Christian album. Tell me a little bit about your, your music career. Well, my music career started when I was about six years old. Wow. Uh, I was in Puerto Rico at that time. Okay. My parents... uh, Boniqua. Yeah, Boniqua. (laughs) De pura cepa. (laughs) My father, after the Second World War, he came to Chicago. Okay. When when I turned about five years old or six years old, we went back to Puerto Rico. Okay. Because my dad would tell us, I want you guys to learn how to read, write, and comprehend your language. Okay. Which was a good thing. Sure. So we went over there. My mother discovered that I had a little talent of singing, okay. so <laughs> I was a little guy, six years old. I come from a musical family. Okay. My mom's family, they're all musicians. They all play guitar, trio. They uh, play the typical uh, Puerto Rican music. Sure. And they would set me in the front of the of their living room and all my uncles would be there, my aunts, and they would accompany me, and I would sing. And here, here you go, here's the little boy, uh-huh. six years old with a big voice, you know, <laughs> nice vibrato. So <laughs> my mother would get a kick out of it, but I was so emotional when I would sing, and I would see my mom, because uh, I was actually singing to her. Okay. My dad used to make fun of me. He goes, there he goes, he's going to cry. He's going to cry, and I would cry on command. Wow. But that's where my musical career started, and when I came to Chicago, I, I, at around 12 or 13 years old, I, we started a band, and my brother and I, we were like the in charge of the group, and, okay. and that's where everything took off. 
And so you've been singing a long, long a time. A long time. So obviously at some point you 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 um you met the Lord, you accepted him, you became a pastor and a minister, mm-hmm. and then you also recorded a Christian album. I sure did. Yeah, what what year did you record your Christian album? I recorded a Christian album in 2000. Okay. In the year 2000, the title of the album is La Voz de Mi Amigo. And translated? And translated is The Voice of My Friend. Okay. Because the, the guy that helped me record the album, he's a personal friend of mine. Okay. We worked together in bands in Chicago, but he went to Puerto Rico, where he, he, he was looking for fame, but God came into his life. Okay. God intervened yeah. in his life, and he accepted the Lord, and he started recording Christian music. Okay. Got it. So this guy gives me a call one day, and he says, uh, Hector... Jesus is good. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you don't know anything about Christ, right. everything is, yeah, okay. You're a freak. Jesus freak. Bro. Right, right, right. But being in the music business in Chicago, there's a whole lot of things that go with the music oh, business. Oh, I'm sure. Such as women, drugs, yep. all the alcohol, all the stuff. All of the trappings. It, it, it's sad to say that one night I was uh, drinking and smoking. Okay. And I went to bed. And I had a pain in my chest, hmm. a real strong pain. All I can do was say, God help me. And immediately, the pain went away. Wow. The very next day, I went to a Christian church. And the pastor that was preaching was an old grammar school friend of mine. Okay. And to hear him preach the sermon of Peter when Peter denied Christ. Yes. I started thinking of all the people that will knock on my door and I would just shut the door on them, only to realize now that I was shutting the door on Jesus himself. Yeah. Because we are sent by him. Absolutely. To preach the word and witness to us. Absolutely. And after that, when I heard my buddy, I accepted him, and my life has been different since. So, fast forward. Mm-hmm. You go through that transformation, mm-hmm. and, and that is an unbelievable story. You're then, somewhere along the line, you're told that you have cancer. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about that day. I was at a convention with my wife, because my wife was for the emergency nurses. And I had bit my tongue like four days before. Mm-hmm. I was eating a sandwich, and I bit on this side, and I pierced through my tongue. Mm-hmm. Now... I went into the internet. The internet says everybody bites their tongue, and it's true. Everybody snips their tongue. Yeah. But I pierced through it where I could okay. separate. Wow. And the blood, I had to spit everything out. So I started gargling with peroxide water. When I went to Florida with my wife, I didn't tell anything to my wife. I said, "Well, I wanted to shave." I said, "Nothing hurts. Let me stick out my tongue." When I stuck out my tongue, I had something growing about that big. And I called my wife. I said, honey, take a look at this. And she goes like this. So she, she goes, what happened? I go, I bit my tongue. And she says, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you go to the emergency? So I told her, hey, I went into the internet. It says just per- gargle with peroxide water. It should be as good as new in four, mm-hmm. three or four days. She said, when you get back to Chicago, you're going to go to our doctor and you're going to check that out. Come back to Chicago to make a long story short. He sends me to another doctor. They take a biopsy. He said, Mr. Nunez, come back on Tuesday. I go back on Tuesday, and I went back 
And the doctor comes in, you know, with a smile on his face. So I told my wife, this is nothing. They're going to take this out, stitch me up, and I'm gone. Mm -hmm. When that guy says to me, Mr. Nunez, that particular tumor you have in your tongue, it's called squamous cell cancer. Okay. Well, when he said cancer, I just broke down. I mean, a 62-year-old man crying like a little baby. Okay. Because it, it, it was such a, a shocking to me yeah. that it was cancer. Yeah, you were shocked. And cancer runs in my mother's side. Okay, so there's a history. Mm -hmm. So I had just buried my dad a few months before. So I said, here it is. I'm next. I went through an emotional roller coaster, especially when I was told that they were going to do surgery and they were going to cut half of my tongue, mm. that I would never be able to speak. And that for me to say, like, good morning to somebody, I would sound like this, like, say, more, 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 like that. And uh, that really blew my mind because... And not only not that you were going to be able to speak anymore, let alone sing. Mm -hmm. And not only that, you know, a preacher lo loves to get on the pulpit yeah. and bring the word to other people. And when this person told me this, I... Uh, I, I I had like an anxiety attack Okay, right there. okay. So, you obviously work through all of that mental and emotional anguish. Mm -hmm. A preacher, a singer, and dare I say just an outgoing person who just loves people. Yeah. You're basically now dealing with the fact that possibly you're not going to be able to be the same guy. You start yeah. your treatment, your care. Yeah. You go through that entire process. And let me say for the folks that are listening, I'm looking at you. You are a dashing, wonderfully, you know, well-made man. And again, I want to say that I don't want it to sound creepy or weird, but, you know, I cannot imagine you saying that I'm not going to be able to go back in front of people. I won't be able to speak. I, won't, I, yeah. I can imagine what that must have done for you mm -hmm. because I can tell you're outgoing, you're gregarious, you love people. You oh, just yeah. want to, and, and then you have to work through all of that. You do your treatment, you do your care. Obviously, your faith is a big part mm -hmm. of, of your healing process. Mm -hmm. Today, you sit here, dare I say, healed yes, and, and recovered, mm -hmm. and you're now preaching and still singing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listen, do this for me. I want to stop right now. Sing something for me. Oh, come on! Just, man. just give me, just give me something. Give me a little something, oh and we're gonna end, God. and we're gonna, yeah. and we're gonna end yeah. this segment with you singing a little something, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna do segment number two. Let me tell you something. God told me this morning they're gonna make you sing. Just okay. a little something. Just a little something. Give the people something. Give people something as a testimony did, of what God did for you. There's a song that I recorded in, in, in my album called Kedidang. And Kedidang is, in English, is what will the people say? Because the transformation of who I was to who I've who I become is a big change. Yes, sir. The guy that I used to be was a different guy. But it just goes like this. It says, Kedidang, la gente si me ven cambiado, y notan que las cosas que yo hacía no las hago. Que dirán si no ven mi rostro amargado, el cual reflejaba cuando era un esclavo. 
That's Pastor Hector Nunez. <laughs> Love it. All right, in just a moment, we'll return to our interview with Pastor Nunez, but I want to take a moment to encourage you to share this podcast with your friends. Go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit that website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, let's return to our interview with Pastor Hector Nunez. You're you're pastoring now. Uh, you've been through cancer, uh, been there and done that. Mm-hmm. Got the T-shirt to prove it, as many people would say. Right. Uh, you were told that you would probably never speak again. You were told that you would probably never sing again, and you're doing all of that. And you're pastoring a church. Let's talk a little bit about your ministry, uh, the name of your ministry, where it's located. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing in your ministry, Pastor. Okay. The name of the church, the ministry, is called Casa de Fe which in English is House of Faith. Okay. The name of that church was given to me by God in a seminary. I was studying in the seminary. Okay. The pastor that was given the class says, I want you guys to uh, give me a name of a ministry when you open your church and a a verse to go with it. Mm -hmm. Well, the verse that I chose is in Hebrews 11.1. In Spanish, I'm going to say it in Spanish because I don't memorize it in English. That's okay. But in Spanish it says, Es pues la fe, la certeza de lo que se espera, la convicción de lo que no se ve. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Praise God that you know it. (laughs) I love it. So I use that, that scripture, and when the teacher, when I gave him to the teacher, when he, he told me, come on up and tell the people what's the name of the church. I said, well, the name of the church is Casa de Fe. Uh, versículo bíblico Hebreo 11.1 que dice es pues la fe la certeza de lo que se espera la convicción de lo que no se ve ¿por qué? porque nosotros caminamos we walk by faith and not by sight correct we can't see God but we could feel God absolutely we could feel that Holy Spirit and of course that's not just your theological training you did that Yes. You had to walk by faith for yes. real, for real, for real. Yes. I mean, for real, for real, for real yes. through your cancer process and to get on the other side yes. of that. How now is your ministry as a pastor different as a result of being a cancer patient previously versus before you were a cancer patient? Well, you know, let me let me start by saying God is so good because, uh, first of all, when, when, I was, when I was going through the process, through all the treatments, I wasn't able to go to the church. No. I had a peg tube in my stomach. Yeah. I had the trek in my mouth. I couldn't eat for eight months. I'm laying on the couch. Wow. My color went from, my color got really dark, really skinny. Bones are popping all over the place. I didn't want the people in church to see me that way. Okay. My wife is the one that assists me in the ministry, plus we have a, a co-pastor there. Sure. Now, the first time I walked in the church, my wife said, announced to the church, your pastor will be here next week to preach mm-hmm. for the first time. Mm-hmm. I can honestly tell you 
that there wasn't a dry eye in the place. I'm sure. Because going back a little before that, when I was 238 pounds, okay, I was a big man. I came to the pulpit and I kneeled in the pulpit and I was there before God's mercy, just begging for my life. And we have a co-pastor that, you know, God gives gifts, different types of gifts to people. That is correct. My co-pastor was on, uh, on the pulpit. My wife was right next to me with her hand on my shoulder. And that woman came off the pulpit and said, God says that you're going to be healed. And not only you're going to be healed, Pastor, that you're going to be transformed. You're going to look like a man mm. that's like between 45 and 50 years old. Mm. Okay? That's what she said. Okay. I receive any prophecy that comes my way. Okay. And I kept on eating and, you know, trying to live the right life. Sure. And as time went on, I would bump into people that know me from back in the day. And they tell me, yeah. hey, what's up with you? You look like a young kid like you did when you was young, right? Yeah, yeah. I am 65 years old. Wow. I turned 65 this year. Wow. Okay. And I can attest you look fantastic, okay. sir. You do. So that's all him because I was chubby and uh, big and I thought my skin was going to hang and it's not, it's, that's not the case. So you had this physical transformation, mm -hmm. obviously, mm -hmm. and I've, I've known a lot of pastors and ministers who have also gone through cancer and I've had many of them to say that they're different types of ministers now and different, pa they're different, their ministry is different. Is that true with regard to the, the, the type of focus of ministry that you have today versus before you were a cancer patient? Is that true for you yes, also? Yes. Quickly tell us a little bit about that. You know, when, when I was preaching before, I was just going to the Word. and Yeah. You know, with faith, yes. of course. Yes. When you have something happen to you like it happened to me, it's like my faith, my faith was elevated. I see things more in the spiritual realm okay. than what I do looking at what's happening in this world. I emphasize to my congregants that we have to activate the faith that we have in ourselves. Yes. We have to believe that anything that comes our way through God is possible. Yes. Remember, God can do the impossible for God. He can is do. He can do nothing. anything. He can do There's anything. There's nothing He can't do. Yeah. So, I have a group of people that are more focused. Okay. Because they see. Yes. A man on the pulpit. Yes. That was healed from cancer. Yes. That he can sing. He can talk. He, he always look, smiling. He looks 15 years younger than he what his age is. 15 years younger. <laughs> and see what's interesting here, Pastor. Uh, we just recently uh, finished production on a interview on a show that I did for Health, Hope, and Inspiration about uh, when your pastor receives cancer. And we talked about all of this because this is still somewhat of a quiet conversation that the last statement that you just made is the most important. I think that people need to see and hear the testimony of yeah. their pastor mm -hmm. because bad things happen to pastors too, mm -hmm. pastor. And it doesn't mean that you weren't in faith and it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you sinned, mm -hmm. but pastors are not exempt. Spiritual leaders mm -hmm. are not exempt from yeah. cancer or any other negative thing that happens. But when that does happen, 
their congregation needs to see and hear the faith of God working through their pastor because mm-hmm. it will it will encourage them as well. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about. So today your congregation, I would have to imagine, probably is 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 more encouraged around the idea of the message of faith and belief because they have an example sitting in, that they saw, they heard and watched you walk through this process. And let me just say this because you, you touched this about pastors. We're not exempt from disease. No. But I, I can honestly tell you that it was in God's plan. Mm. Say it again, Pastor. It was in God's plan. I dare you to say it a third time. I'll say it 20,000 <laughs> times. It was in God's plan. Wow. Why? Because we live in a world today that faith is the last thing on everybody's mind. Wow. It's a fact. Wow. It's the last thing on any individual in, individual's mind. People get up in the morning and go do whatever they do, and God is the last person that people think about. But I believe that my case, especially when God gave me the gift to sing Mm. as a young man, he probably allowed this to show the world, yes, I can. Yes. Through me, everything is possible. I agree. Let me tell you this. Brother, the, in Spanish, when you speak Spanish, what's very important, you know when people are speaking Spanish well, when you hear them roll those R's. Yes, yes, yes. And I'll tell you this. I was born in Puerto Rico, raised here. And when people, I, 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 I've shared stages with many famous singers yes. from Puerto Rico. okay. And when I would speak to them, they would tell me, man, you sound like, like if you're from the island, como si tu eres de la isla. <laughs> because I took pride in learning the language the proper way. Yes, sir. So before the surgery, I was, I was rolling away. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. When, after the surgery, I can't roll oh, those arms. Gotcha. Gotcha. So... I have to improvise. I have to find a way to improvise. I also do voice exercises too. Yes. But when you hear me sing, you don't hear that. You hear those R's coming through the way they're supposed to. Wow. That's divine intervention. Yeah, yeah. Because I I ask myself at home and I tell my wife, how does that sound? She goes, you sound great. Did you hear the R's? She goes, you can't even make, you can't even tell there's a problem. You sound great. Pastor, so, here's what I'm going to tell you right now. You sound fantastic. Thank you. Thank God. I thank you for your story, for your journey. One quick, um, something quick in Spanish to encourage someone who's listening who may, be, who may speak Spanish, something quickly in Spanish and then a quick interpretation. Okay. Les quiero dar la bienvenida a todos ustedes que están oyendo este programa a través de estas redes sociales. Mi nombre es el Pastor Héctor Núñez de Chicago. Eh, Soy sobreviviente del cáncer. Le exhorto a todos ustedes que están oyendo este programa que por favor vayan a su doctor, no tengan miedo de nada. Chequense, chequense su sangre porque Dios... La palabra en Filipenses 4.13 dice, 
todo lo puedo en Cristo que me fortalece. En manos que la paz y la bendición de Dios sobreabunde en la vida de todos ustedes. Shalom. Quickly interpret that in, in English very quickly. And we're closing. Okay. In English, I said, my name is Pastor Hector Nunez from Chicago. I am a cancer survivor. And I, I, I advise everybody and I exhort you to please go to your doctors and don't be afraid. Get your blood test. Get checked. Because you need to get checked. And it's better to catch this disease early than too late. And I'll tell you this. With God, everything is possible. Please take this seriously. Because I don't want to see anyone die from this deadly disease. May God bless you all. Thank you so much. You've just heard from Reverend, Pastor, Singer, Hector Nunez. Love you. Thank you, man of God, man of faith. Thank you for your journey and your story. Keep on keeping on and continue to bless God's people. You are the man on today. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we met Hector Nunez here today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. You've heard him with our host, Reverend Percy McCray. Percy, you know, the two of you together, that's that's a combination. I tell you, we have to restrain ourselves. We could have gone all afternoon. Uh, I love this man. I love his spirit. I love his energy. He's spicy. He's flavorful. He's uh, full of energy. But more importantly, Wayne, he's full of faith with respect to who God is to Beautiful. him. And so uh, he blessed us. He really Beautiful. did. Yeah. Well, you two shared, again, that verse from uh, Hebrews. Uh, he shared it in Spanish. You you knew it in English. Absolutely. And, and one of the important things that I thought was noteworthy of this interview, and we've attempted to tackle this, Wayne, as you know, we, we've, we've done a separate show actually mm-hmm. on the subject, particularly about when pastors and ministers uh, are diagnosed with cancer and how to respond to that and how to react to that. One of the interesting statements that Pastor Nunez said is that for him, from his perspective, that when he was diagnosed with cancer, he said he considered that to be part of the plan of God. I dared him to say it. You had to repeat it. I said, I dare you to say it again. And he said it two more times because he felt so convinced that that actually was part of the plan of God for his life that ultimately brought him to another place, another level, and another iteration of his ministry. And so today we want to remind people that bad things do happen to good people and that God is in the midst of everything and every step that we take. And if you want to share it again, that verse in Hebrews 11. And so with that, what he utilized to springboard himself through that plan was Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, now, now. Faith is. I just want to emphasize those three words. Now faith is. We're not wondering where it is and when it can come. It's here. It is now. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Today, Pastor Hector Nunez reminded us how to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Well, before we wrap up today, I want everyone to know about the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network, which is designed to help equip and empower every church in the country to meet the need of people who are on a cancer journey. If you're a pastor or a leader in your church, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. 
Joining the network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities, so important, and our monthly informative email newsletter. So visit the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network, healthhopeandinspiration.com, where you can also find our free resource, Cancer Ministry Scriptures. Percy, thanks so much for bringing Hector to us. Well, in the spirit of the interview and the and the culture of this interview, mucho gracias, senor. <laughs> I, I knew something like that was, uh, was brewing there in your head. So. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, Percy. God hey, bless you. God bless you. We'll see you next time right. on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.